Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Grand Slam Podcast, episode 44. I'm your host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined as always by the one and only Mr. Jay Jobs. Jay, how you doing here tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, it's uh, Mr. October's episode. Yes, yes, number 44. Yes, Mr. October, the one and only Mr. Reggie Jackson for the people out there. <laughs> oh, man, so you ready to get started? Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of stuff to cover here today, so let's just hop right to it. Um, hate to start with this. I mean, a little on the summer side, but I uh, had a, an unfortunate incident that took place uh, last Saturday at a uh, national park. There was a shooting that took place outside of the stadium, and there was a lot of misinformation. Like when it first came out, first they were saying it was two people shot, and they were saying it was four people shot. It turns out there were only three people, and one of them was like a fan outside the stadium. Some type of incident that was going on outside the stadium that caused this ruckus back and forth. When you had people like fleeing and running, and um, some of the players and managers that were kind of bringing people into the um, to the dugout to try to get people to safety, you know, telling people to kind of stay in their seats. They didn't know if it was inside the stadium. At the time, they didn't know if it was inside the stadium or outside the stadium. But yeah, it was just a big mess. I mean, I was doing the show the other day with. With Kida, and then all of a sudden she said she got an alert like, hey, you know, there was a shooting at Nats Park. I'm like, wow. So it was just a big, unfortunate, very unfortunate uh, situation that uh, that took place the other day. Um, any thoughts on that? You know, I, I, I'm gonna say this. I, I guess, I guess people want they they want there to be no crowds. That's what they want. We're mm-hmm. doing we're doing silly shit like this. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> it does that's basically I mean, you know, go back to with the whole thing that happened with the basketball. You had the fans trying mm-hmm. to get on the damn court and it, it's like, what are y'all doing? Right. And everything. Now you got this happening with baseball. It's like what is what is wrong with people? Seriously. What what is wrong with people? I I, I wonder that. Too. And you think after everything that's happened this past year with the pandemic and fans not being able to go to the stadiums, you think people will be more appreciative of these situations. You wouldn't take them for granted because that's something like that. Going to a stadium, going to an arena to watch a sporting event, it's a cherished thing. It's something that you, you know, you, you save up your money because, like I said, those, those tickets and stuff are not cheap. So if you're going to a game, you, you're paying a good amount of money, whether it's baseball, football, whatever sport you're going to, you're paying a good amount of money for those seats and not being able for the past year to be able to go to these type of events. You think you'd appreciate it that much more now that they're starting to let fans back into the arenas, fans back into the stadiums. You think fans would appreciate it more, but it seems like they're acting worse now than they did before this whole pandemic took place. And it's just unbelievable. Like, what are you doing? You know, shooting, coming onto the court, throwing popcorn, doing all this crazy stuff. Like, what is wrong with these people? It's it's just crazy. I I, I don't get it, man. I really don't. Well, it, to, to to not really go too deep into it, I mean, we know what type of people they are. So. Yeah. Yeah. So very yeah. true. Very so, true. They very they true. they they all kind of have something in common. Mm-hmm. I, I I just say that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I know exactly so. what you're talking. About. I know exactly where you're going with that. Very so. very true. Yeah, it, like I said, it's just ridiculous. Cause I, when I saw it, I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong with these goddamn people?" That's that's what I thought. Like, what is wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. You know, but 
Yeah, it's just it's just a crazy thing. So so I wonder how people gonna feel when you know they add a whole lot more security to sporting events and like, oh where's all well because y'all don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. You don't know exactly. how to act. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to act. You can't, you, you, can't, you can't let us. You can't let us have nice things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Can't have nice. I don't, things. don't know how to behave y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's wild. Don't, I mean, the only good thing is that it, it could have been a far worse situation. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It, it, it definitely. Because when I first heard, it, I said, "Oh my God, this, this, this is, this is bad." But thank goodness it wasn't a like, like I said, it could have been. A hundred times worse than what it was. I mean, it's just, it's just thank God for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, David Johnson, the Nationals manager, he had a statement. He was saying, "I love this city. The city is my home. It can get, it can get crazy. We all know that. We all want to feel safe. I can tell you that inside this ballpark, we feel safer than ever. We care about each other. We really do. We don't want anybody getting hurt." He said so. Yeah, just an unfortunate, but it's a very unfortunate, fortunate situation. Like you said, it didn't become a lot worse than what it could have been. Because it could have, it could have, it could have been bad. It could have been, a, like I said, a million times worse than what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just thank God, you know, everybody's okay. Okay. And just hopefully we don't get any more of these crazy instances, instances, man. It's just, it's just wild, wild. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully we're one and done with this. Yeah, yeah. We 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 don't like I said, we don't like to talk about this stuff, but hey, you know, it is it is what it is, unfortunately. But like I say, hopefully, hopefully fans, hopefully people learn from this. So um anything else on that? No, that's that's pretty much it. Okay, cool. All right, so let's get into the all-star game and the home run derby that took place. Last week, last uh, Monday and Tuesday. Um, first up, the home run derby. Uh, cr- congrats to Pete Alonzo, who won his second um, home run derby. It came down to him and uh, Trey Mancini from the Orioles. I mean, just think a year ago, he was battling battling cancer, and he enters the home run derby, and he's in the finals of the home run derby. So, And then, yeah, he won, and then, let's see. We had a great matchup between uh, Shohei Otani and Juan, Juan Soto. I mean, they they went ended up going um, three rounds. They ended up going to a, a three three pitch, three pitch uh, swing off in that first round with uh, Juan Soto ending up winning. But I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but it was a very exciting home run derby. I mean, you had some good competition here. Uh, let's see, let's see. Trevor Story was in it. He was the hometown guy. Like I said Peter Alonso, he ultimately won it. But it was overall pretty. Pretty good home run derby. And they said Peter Alonso, they said he's the fourth player in history to win multiple home run derby titles. Uh Ken Griffey Jr., Prince Fielder, and um yeah, Yondis uh, Cepes. He won um I think he won two. So um any thoughts on the home run derby? I mean I mean, you know, we we talked about it like it was potentially like it was being set up to be a showcase for uh, Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, in the first round, it, it kind of was, you know, that mm-hmm. whole thing. But he lost, and you know, Pete Alonso. Who, 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 who would have knew? Who would have knew? Like I said, like I said, that, 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 that wouldn't have been necessarily my pick. I know he can hit a lot of home runs, but that wouldn't necessarily have been my my first pick per se. Yeah. So, I mean, it. it I, I feel like this home run derby brought excitement back and everything um 
or whatnot. Because I mean, you know, when we watched as kids and everything, it was it was like oh, you know, expired. But oh, big time, yeah. But but you know, when you when you when you get to be an adult, it's like okay, it's a home run derby. Okay, we we know what we're getting here. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I don't know, maybe because. We had the fans back and and everything like that, so this one felt a little bit more special mm-hmm. than you know was in in recent years, you know, prior to this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how you like, I don't know how you feel about that. But. Yeah, it did because like I said, because we didn't get an All Star game or a home run derby last year because of the pandemic, so it definitely felt good to see see the events take place, see the fans back out there because it's it's a it's always exciting. Now, you didn't have a whole lot of the big names in it, but just like I said, since we missed out on, on it last year, it was nice to see see the home run derby once again. Like I said, one of those things, like I said, take it for granted, but because they had to take it away, obviously, for you know obvious reasons. But it was nice to be able to see the event be able to take place again. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Peter Alonzo, like I said, he won. Will he come back and try to make it three? Um, three in a I guess three of them. I think he won the, the last one they had too. He won that one too. So you think he's gonna come back next year and make it make it go for um three in a row? You think that? I mean, he should. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. go for it. You know, if you want to be the man, you gotta beat the man, all right? Hey, there, there, there you go. I like that. I, 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 I like the sound of that. I like that. I know a lot of people, like I said, they were pulling for uh, Trey Mancini because, like I said, he was battling um. Ballot cancer last year, so his performance was very inspiring. I know a lot of people, a lot of Orioles fans, a lot of people, you know, baseball fans in general. So just to think, like I said, one year ago, this man was battling cancer, going through, you know, chemo treatment. And here he is in the home run derby. I mean, that's just amazing. I mean, any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, yeah, that that's a, I mean, that's a big feat in itself, too. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, big ups to him, right? He, he battled mm-hmm. his way back and you know, he had a great showing, you know, in the home run derby. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because I was talking to a couple of Orioles friends that were kind of mad that he didn't win. And I was just like, like the fact that he was even out there competing, competing, competing at all was a win in itself, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he, he got nothing, he has nothing to be ashamed about at all. He had an exactly. amazing performance. Nothing to be ashamed about. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so um, any other thoughts on the home run derby? Any other thoughts? Uh, I mean, it, it it was. I mean, it, it, it would have been cool if some of the other, you know, big names was in it. That's why I felt like, you know, it might have been uh, show uh, show um, you know, his his showcase. But in retrospect, now looking back at it, I mean, they had the right people there, and yeah, it it kind of boosted. You know their names to some degree, so mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You think the home run derby is kind of becoming like the dunk contest in the NBA, where you don't get like the big names; you get more the kind of the lesser known names, like the big names don't want to do it. You think the home run derby kind of become, even though you did have, like I said, you had Shohei, you had Juan Soto, you had Peter Alonso, and everything. But you think it's kind of coming like that, where you won't not gonna get a lot of the big names, and maybe some of the big names maybe come at it again next year. You think? Well. See the thing about the home run derby is that they don't always have to do it every year. True. And it's not a 
you know, like in the NBA, it's not like, oh, why isn't such and such doing it? Or mm-hmm. such and such should do it. And you don't have certain players who say, you know, decline to do it. But then they go off and do a video somewhere of them doing something similar to what could be done in this contest. Talking about your guy, good old, old LeBron. <laughs> You know, yeah, my God. <laughs> you know, you know, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Legacy right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, you know, that type of stuff. So you don't you don't get that same type of I'll say uh attention mm-hmm. with with the home run derby, granted, because you don't have a lot of eyes on it like you once did. Mm-hmm. You know, whatnot, which I still don't understand why, but mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Um, so I think that's another reason why you don't get a lot of the big names in it, too, because it's like, well, why? Why should I? I mean, Fernando Tatis and Vlad Guerrero should have been a part of this year's home Agreed. render. They should have been. Agreed. But but I, I, I can see why they wasn't a part of it, but it would have been great if they were, because I think it would have added even more excitement to it. So mm-hmm. it that that's kind of a you know a, a double edged sword. Really, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like well, you don't have the same you know amount of people watching it as you once did years ago. But if these big name players did decide to do it, just maybe you would get more eyes on it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like I said, it's kind of a double-edged sword when it comes to that for me, at least. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that, and also too, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, do the home run derby, you know, messes up your swing, messes up your swing." Juan Soto enters the home run derby, and he was kind of struggling beforehand, and he had a good performance in the home home run derby. And since they've come back, he's hit like three home runs, and he's like he's kind of gotten his groove back so just gotta throw that whole notion out the window that all oh, the home run derby messes up your swing Not photo. <laughs> um clearly they haven't they haven't been watching uh otani in uh batting practice messing uh, up the swing i know yeah yeah that's what awesome. yeah, it is oh yeah yo you're getting the home run derby yeah, it messes up your swing i'm like who comes up with this stuff <laughs> who, who, who swing has ever been messed up by the home run derby I've never, I've never, I've never, I've heard, I've heard people say that before, but I've never seen where anybody's swing is necessarily messed up because they ended in the home run derby. That's, I, 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 I never understood that. I really did. Well, well, I knew it didn't mess up a Vlad Guerrero senior swing because the man literally swung at everything. So uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> he was always swinging for the fences. Yes. Matter. He was basically he. You know what? Black Girl scene was basically like the real life version of uh, Pedro Serrano from Major yeah. League. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just swinging. Just, just swinging. Exactly. And never messed up Ken Griffey Jr.'s swing. He won like two nope. or three of them things and they never, never messed up his swing. That swing exactly. is still as sweet as, it ever, as it's ever been. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I don't know what it I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know who comes up with this stuff. I, I, I really don't. I really don't. I'm. I'm just a messenger. <laughs> Swing. Craziness. 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 Um. But any other thoughts on the uh, home run derby? No, that's it. 
All right, so let's get to the actual All-Star game. Um, the American League won once again. I believe they've won like seven or eight straight, something like that. They've, but they've been dominant in the All-Star game. They won a five to two. And you had a very interesting pitching matchup here. You had Shohei Atani versus Max Scherzer. And then Shohei Atani leads off for the American League. Um, any thoughts on that matchup? Any thoughts on that? Like, like I said, that's the first. They said the first time in MLB history where you got a guy starting the All-Star game and also hitting in the All-Star game. Um, any thoughts on that? Man just makes history just by stepping foot on the field. It's exactly. That's how it's all he does. And uh, now, okay. So before we go into that, did did you hear what Stephen A. Smith said about him? Oh, I did. Yeah, I was actually watching the show that day. Yeah, I, I, I was listening to that. When I listened to, yeah, I heard it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I mean, I won't, I won't go too much into it. What exactly he said, but mm. paraphrasing is basically the, a guy who is doing this who doesn't speak English shouldn't be the face of baseball. It's basically what he's saying. And it's like... Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Baseball at this point has become more of a world sport. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point of you would want someone like him because, okay, yeah, he might need an interpreter for American audiences, but he would help bring in, you know, international, you know, fans to Major League Baseball. Because at this point, I feel like the big sports now, baseball included, is not just about what you get with your American audience. Is what what extra can we get? Because you already know you're you have your core audience, which is. Mm-hmm. Americans with with all the the major sports here in America mm-hmm. or whatnot. Now you know in recent years, is especially with the push with the NFL going to London, London, right, <laughs> and everything. So, and we know that there is Major League Baseball over in you know in, in China and everything, Japan and whatnot, and everything. Hell, that's where a lot of these you know international players like from. Where that's where they come from, from those leagues. I mean, Ichiro came from over there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's 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 the what's the guy? I think he played with the Yankees. Um, ah, can't remember his name. Right oh, Hideki something. Matt Suey. Yeah, Matt Suey. Yeah, Matt Yeah, Matt Suey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know these mm-hmm. these guys came from those leagues and everything. But I'm pretty sure when they were growing up, they probably were watching. I don't know American baseball I'm and everything. Sure they were so for people back in their home country to see them make it in the major leagues, and you know you probably have these kids who look up to them now, like, well, look, if they can make it, I can too. I want to play baseball and everything. It shouldn't matter who's the face if you're getting more people you know, to watch. And like I said, I I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why I, I really stopped paying attention to anything that Stephen A. Smith say because 
for every halfway decent thing that he might say, which is far and in between, in my opinion. Um, but he will he will do this. He will come out of his mouth sideways a lot. And I felt like that was a real sideways comment to make because I wonder how he would feel, how he would have felt if 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 let's say Otani was a black player and someone came out of their mouth and said said what you know say what he said about a black player, he would have had a fit. He would have had a fit or whatnot. But yeah, he I know he apologized and everything later, but it's like, come on, man, you can't say this. It's like I'm actually happy at the fact that this dude he's basically like a freak of nature and, and is from all signs. It doesn't look like he's cheating or anything. You know, he, he he's not rubbing no cream on his elbow. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Here we go again with the clear and the cream. <laughs> <laughs> right. He, he, he's not doing nothing like that. He just seems to be like a naturally gifted freak athlete where he, he can, he can, he, He's just as good of a pitcher as he is as a as a hitter. And for the fact that he gets compared to B. Ruth, someone that no one that is living for the most part right now, you know, has you know seen you know anything like that. So yeah, it's it's, it's great to watch and it's great to see. And it like I said, it shouldn't matter where he's from if he's getting eyeballs on the sport so that aside going back to the actual all-star game i mean how many times you i mean it would never happen but this is the first time the guy that you're actually going head to head with is the guy that you actually have to try to get out from Mm -hmm. like what like like what because Otani ain't have to. He didn't have to uh, go against uh, Scherzer. Mm-hmm. But Scherzer, like the hell are you doing at the plate? You know, type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, what are you doing up here? You know, type of thing. So yeah, I mean that's a great thing. I mean, and it's funny like how they incorporate. We talked about it before, like how they incorporated the whole two way player thing on um on the baseball game on the show or mm-hmm. whatnot. Which my players and right now he kind of in a slump. Uh, I don't know. I think I might have to <laughs> pick a side. That's right. You got to pick a side. But, but I mean, I'm glad they kind of incorporated that to the sport. But who's to say we don't start to get to see more of this? You know, mm-hmm. and Otani is, you know, he's the first of, of, of current day to do this and, and is, is successful at it. So, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm, I have become a fan of his or whatnot. Um, and everything just because of the fact that he's doing what he's doing and he's doing both sides very successful. It'd be one thing if, oh, he was a halfway decent pitcher and he was really great, you know, batter or vice versa. He's a, you know, ace pitcher and then he was just a halfway decent, you know, because I think, wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Dontrell Willis try this also? might have i don't remember off the top of my head but he might have tried this but but i don't think it lasted that long yeah if he did it wasn't a long it wasn't a long-term thing yeah so 
the fact that this dude is playing an entire season like this and he just makes it look easy. So, like I said, it, for me, in my opinion, it's a great thing. Like I say, it does it doesn't matter who it is, but because you know, as I've been saying a lot on these uh, episodes, like baseball needs that you know that that star player to kind of I want to say reinvigorate the sport here in America to some degree, and I don't care who it is, you know, as long as it it, it brings. The older fan, you know, the old fan base that might have drifted away, if it brings them back, and also too, if it brings in people who never really watched baseball to begin. I mean, everyone knows base knows about baseball, but everyone doesn't watch baseball. It's not a it's it's not a sport that everyone could just sit and watch mm-hmm. because for one of the major sports, it is the slowest paced one. Mm-hmm. It is. But at the same time, you never know. You might get this amazing, you know, back-cracking home run that goes, you know, into the... Look, we we remember when Barry Bonds was hitting damn baseballs into McCovey Cove and people damn near trying to kill themselves. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just to get the ball. All right? Mm Mm-hmm. We remember this, and I mean, you you, you want to see things like that again, or in the sense as we're recording uh, on this day, we know something that happened. I don't know uh, what was it, sixteen years ago or something like that, where some madman decides to be the cutoff man in yes. the outfield and do some yes. silly mess. Like, what are you yes. doing? Yes. <laughs> Oh my God! Good old Manny Ramirez, Manny being Manny. You know, <laughs> but, but but you but you miss stuff like that. You do. You, you know, even though I, I'm pretty sure uh, his teammates wanted to strangle him in the dugout, but well, I'm sure I'm sure of that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a, it's a memorable moment. It you is. know, st- stuff like that. Yeah, so, you like miss, I said, you, you you miss stuff like that, man. You miss stuff like that. Like I said, you say what you want about Manny, but he was he was a character. He was a very good player, but he was he was entertaining, very entertaining. Exactly. Like I said, no, forget that. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. When I saw when I saw that come from my timeline, and you shared that with me, uh, I said, I said, I gotta share this again. This was so good. Oh, <laughs> Cut off, oh, man. My it's a cutoff, man. Oh, man. What were you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, like, like you said, a guy like Shohei, he's he's very good for the game. He's a guy that's going to bring in all different kind of people, not just the American audience. He's going to bring in that Japanese. So he's going to bring a lot of eyes to the game. Whether he needs an interpreter, doesn't need an interpreter, it doesn't matter. The guy is exciting. I want to turn in to see him pitch. I want to see him hit. And that's what baseball needs like that. They need more people like that to help showcase the game and hopefully bring more eyes to the sport. That's what you need. You need guys like him. 
You need guys like Vlad Guerrero Jr. You need guys like Fernando Tatis. You need guys like Juan Soto. Guys are exciting and it's going to bring more eyes to the sport. That's what baseball needs. And, it was, and that was one of the things I liked about this All-Star game. You got a lot, of, you got, you saw a lot of the young talent out there. You saw a lot of the future of the game out there, which I think is a beautiful thing. And we need to see more of that because we've talked about that many times on here about marketing the game and getting these names out there. We need to see more of that. We definitely need to see more of that. And congratulations to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He was your MVP of the All-Star game. He had a big home run in the game. But other than that, I mean, like a lot of the big stars, you didn't really see a whole lot. Like Shohei, he was 0 for 2 with the plate. Uh, Nelson Cruz, he was 0 for 1. Aaron Judge, he was 0 for 2. Let me see. Fernando Tatis Jr., he was 0 for 2. Trey Turner from the Nats, he was 0 for 2. Uh, Manny Machado, he was 1 for 1. He got a hit. Uh, Soto, he didn't. I think he walked twice. But uh, Chris Bryant, he was 0 for 2. So a lot of the big names that were in the All-Star game, they didn't do a whole lot. Like the big thing was, like I said, I remember, um, like I said, um, Vlad hit the home run. And that was like the major thing that happened. And just the American League just continued to dominate the National League. Like I said, I think it's about seven or eight straight games that they have won. They've just been dominant in the All-Star game. But um, any thoughts on that? And Vlad Guerrero winning the MVP, the MVP award? Well, I mean, going back to what I said earlier, um, big name wins the MVP. I mean, that, that does kind of raise the level, you know, and everything like that. So... You know, congratulations to him. Um, yeah, it is kind of interesting how the American League dominates um, in recent, but it, it's, it's kind of similar like what was going on in the NBA where the West was just beating the hell out of the East mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> for a lot. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but what's different with the American League and National League is that you know, isn't a, it's not necessarily a, a a West and East thing. It's just I don't know the the American League. I want to say overall they might have because I feel like the National League have more star players, but the American League have more team players. Yeah, I can see that. If, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense. That definitely makes sense. I I, I can see that. That definitely. I, I see where you're coming from with that. So with with that regard, I mean, the American League is okay. Yeah, we don't play together all the time, but we know what it means to win this game because I believe they're still doing the winner. You know, that that side gets home field mm-hmm. in the World Series. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess they look at the bigger picture, whereas the National League is like, eh, you know, eh, it is what it is. That's right. <laughs> They're not too worried about that home for advantage thing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, any other thoughts on the All Star game or anything else on that? No, I mean, all intents and purposes, it seemed. I didn't look to see like what the rating was, but yeah, me neither. From just from like how it looked or whatnot, I I think it did good, um, and everything. But like I say, yeah, I feel like it was a combination of. Fan excitement because they were back, you know, and able to see, you know, a game and everything, an all-star game since we didn't, like I said, we didn't have one last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the stars kind of 
somewhat showed out to some degree. Um, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a what rock and jock game where the no. score just kind of goes all over the place, but it it was it was a, I feel like it was an exciting game because I think like on the last episode I mentioned that I felt like you know this was gonna be like a a special moment because it, it did it just had like a feeling like it was going to be special and i think it and i think it somewhat lives up to that being a special thing because yeah i mean the fans for well for one you know like we talked about a few some episodes back this game was supposed to originally be in atlanta mm-hmm. that's right so it got moved to colorado for reasons mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. georgia georgia is stupid oh mm-hmm. um, but anyway that's a whole other story. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I don't, I hate like circling back to um, the whole thing what you opened the show with about the whole shooting thing. But did you hear about what happened out there in Colorado? Um, like right down the street from the field. Oh yeah, they got some people. They said somebody had gonna try to do like some type of mass shooting or something. Like that. I did, I did hear about that. Yeah, and and, yeah. and, and, and they're gonna try to say, oh, well, let me do what the. Um, Awesome. Really? So Come why the on. hell are you in a damn hotel right down the street from the stadium? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's not that's not a coincidence at all. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew they were have this big event with the home run derby and the All Star game. They knew exactly what they were doing. Don't 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 try to play it off like it was something else. They knew what they were going to be doing. Exactly. And and because I, I saw the I saw the pictures and everything and they um they 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 all have a, a certain look about them too. Mm-hmm. I know. You don't even have to say we are we already know. We already know. Oh, so but it but it's, it's it's great that they was able to catch these jokers before, mm, you know, before anything went down. Yeah. So mm-hmm. And I just pulled up the ratings here. They said they did um for the game they did eight eight 8.31 uh, million viewers for the All Star game. It was up from the uh, 2019 um All Star game that did seven point one million. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I, it could be a combination of you know fans happy because there's no 2021, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No 2020. So, like I said, the fans will just be able to happy to be able to get back out to the stadiums and be able to watch the enjoy the All Star Game and the Home Run Derby again. That's always that's always a good thing. Uh, let me see. Next up, um, they said the um, Blue Jays have been approved by the Canadian government to return back to Toronto starting on July 30th. Um, since the whole pandemic, they had been playing. They played last year. They played in Buffalo, New York, and they were down in. Florida for a little bit playing and that, and then they moved back to back to Buffalo. So now they can go back home and play in playing their home stadium in Canada in Toronto. Um, any thoughts on that? Well, that's a good thing because you know Florida when it comes to with the exception of what the uh, Tampa Bay Rays because that other team down here, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, that's a that's a damn bad news Bears team at this point. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> But, but yeah, no. It, it, no, but in all seriousness, though, it is good that they was able to go back because, you know, Toronto. I mean, that's the only baseball city in Canada now. Because the other team, you know, they said eh, deuces, and you know, next they know Washington Nationals. 
Right. Exactly from the Expos to the Nationals. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, no, but it's great that they able to go back and you know play in front of their fans or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm sure looking forward to that. And also too, since we had the last episode, we had a MLB draft. Now I found this very very interesting. I would don't pay a whole lot of attention to the draft, but I just happened to have it on one evening. I'm sitting there eating dinner and everything. And just the, the presentation, it felt very much like the NBA and NFL draft. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Because, like, you had the players there, you know, kind of waiting to be drafted. And they were interviewing and everything. And they were, like, making this, like, big, big, big spectacle of it. I was like, wow. I said, that's, that's, that's the first. I've never seen them go that route for the MLB draft. You know, the NFL draft, it's a big thing. NBA draft is a pretty, pretty big deal. But I was surprised that they kind of hyped up the MLB draft. For me, anyway, it kind of felt like they were kind of hopping it up, kind of make it a big deal, make it feel like one of those uh, type of drafts. Um, any thoughts on that or why they might kind of went that route? Was that kind of trying to bring more attention to it or any thoughts on that? <laughs> Maybe it was to bring more attention, but let me ask you this: Any players that were selected, did they when they came up, did they hug the commissioner? No, they, 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 they didn't go that route. They didn't go that route. But they were they was they showed them sitting there and kind of you know interviewing them afterwards and kind of getting their kind of backstories a little bit. But it just seemed like they were just trying to kind of hype it up like like they do for those um like the MLB and the, not the MLB the NFL and the, um NBA draft. So hmm. it, was just, it was just interesting. I was like, wow, I, I, yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I mean, shoot. I mean, yeah, I, I know that the I know baseball has a draft, but never paid no attention to it. So. No, no, that's how I, I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised that they were going that route with it. And just a couple of things, just a couple of the names that were drafted. Uh, the Pirates they had the number one pick. They picked up this guy named Henry Davis. He's a catcher. He played for Louisville. Um, he went to Fox Lane High School in Bedford, New York. Um, his junior year, he had 429. His senior year, he batted 441 with seven home runs, 32 RBIs. Uh, let me see. The number two pick was a guy named Jack Leiter, right-hand pitcher. He pitched for Vanderbilt. Um, let me see. He's the son of two-time All-Star left-hander Al Leiter. Uh, let's oh, see. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. I was, that was pretty good. And then this guy that the Nationals got, name is uh, Brady House. He's a shortstop. Uh, he was the number eight overall prospect coming out of high school. He's big guy, too. He's 6'4", 215 pounds. Now, they got him just as a shortstop, but they said the Nationals might transition him to be a third baseman because they still got that kind of gap in third base since they let go of um, Anthony Rendon. But, yeah, actually, I didn't watch the whole thing. But just kind of glanced at it, but it was... It wasn't that bad. I said, okay. Like I said, like you said, I don't normally pay attention to it. If I just happened to hear that it was going to be on, just kind of caught it. And I just said, oh, they kind of presenting this kind of kind of different. They kind of hyping, hyping this up a little bit. But um, any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on any of those names? Any thoughts on any of that? Uh, well, the biggest thing is this dude, six foot four shortstop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Six foot four, 215 pounds. It's just raw power to all fields and a big arm from the left side of the infield. So that's a, that's I said, a, wow. That's a big shortstop. That is. That's a, that's, I, that
imagine trying to hit one out to the outfield over him and he just jumps up and nope. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Of course. But uh yeah, it, it's crazy when when like former players, they kids, you know, get to an age where now they're playing. It's like mm-hmm. geez. You know, you start to think like, damn, I'm getting old. <laughs> you, you really, you really are. Because I remember when your dad was playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, that's how I feel with uh, Vlad, uh, Vlad Jr. You know, and everything. Like, mm-hmm, definitely. What you? I mean, watch your dad. Now I'm watching you play. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I said, man, I'm getting up there. Good lord. You stick around so long enough, you see, see the kid get to play. That kid get to play. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you stick around long enough, you might just see the grandkid. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never know. You never <laughs> know. You just never, never know. Never yeah. know. Oh. Um, let's see. Up next, uh, they got the the two on both sides from the American League and on the National League side. The two MVP favorites on the American League side it's Shohei and Vladimir, and on the National League side it's um Jacob Degrom and Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, all four of these guys are having phenomenal seasons, and I think it's a re- it's a real toss up between you know, who's going to win the MVP on either side. And it wouldn't surprise me if we saw like a co MVP because it's just going to be that close. I mean, it's it's us a real a real toss up to see who's ultimately going to get it on either side. But um, any thoughts? Do you have a favorite or? Well, I mean, get I, I'm. I'm in the leaning, especially with the American League. I'm in the leaning that they should be co MVPs. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That's that's yeah, that's why. And now on the National League side, it could go either way, but I, I don't I don't see how neither one of those guys should not, you know, get a share of that trophy. Mm-hmm. You know, what I I just don't. Like I say, it, it has to be something drastic to happen. You know, for one of them to just fall completely off the cliff playing, you know, for it to be like. But but other than that, no, I, I don't see how anybody can be like one deserves it more than the other. Yeah, so. you 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 really you really can't can't say that. I mean, Degrom he's been pitching very good. He currently has an ERA of one point zero eight, which is amazing. But Fernando Tatis Jr., the way he's been playing, he's like I said, he's got 28 home runs, uh, 20 stolen bases. He's batting 286 right now. So, but on the American League side, it's like I said, they I think I could definitely see co MVPs because the way Vlad and Shohei are playing this year, it's 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 hard to choose. They they both they both deserve the award as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because so. on the National League side, you could have DeGrom, he could win the Cy Young, and then Fernando Tatis could win the MVP. That's, exactly. that's, why, you have, that's, why, you have the, that's why you have the Cy Young Award. That award is for the pitchers. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with a, if a pitcher's playing really good, he wins the MVP, but that's why you, that's, that defeats the whole purpose of having the Cy Young Award. They, the pitchers have their own award that they can win. Yeah, I mean, like I said, and that's why in in Shohei's you know situation, he's a two way player. So yeah, he he deserves to be you know in the running for MVP, but he also deserves the running potentially to be Cy Young award winner. So it, it, I say he has a he's a special case. So mm-hmm. 
that's why, yes, MVP all the way for him. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, you know, is okay. Well, Vlad, Fernando, MVP, Degrom, mm-hmm. more Cy Young, but you know, so but you can see why they they be like, well, he's the most invariable player. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, Shohei, now they've listed him for, like, the American League MVP. Could you see him be in the Cy Young conversation, too? Because he's, like I said, because what he's doing is, like I said, we haven't seen this since Babe Ruth. So, could you see him being in the conversation for that as well? Like, I don't know if he wasn't he, seen he, running in the AL side for the Cy Young, but could you see that? He should. Mm-hmm. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see, because then if he's not, then it's like, okay, well, you're punishing him for being too good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not his fault. <laughs> you know, right. it's not his fault. He, he, he's better than everybody. Exactly. He's just blowing everybody out the water right now. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's not his fault. I mean, it's, it's kind of something what they did with Michael Jordan in the NBA. Well, uh, he, he, he's not winning the MVP this year because he's just too good. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's give it to Charles Barkley. Let's give it to Carl Malone. Because mm-hmm. 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 yeah. guys like that are in that category, like the Jordan category. They, they, you, you can make a case for that just for every year to win the MVP award. Exactly. I mean, and then look at now. I mean, I know we're talking. Uh, it's funny how we transition to basketball on this show. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I mean, look at what uh, Giannis uh, has, has been doing. Oh, know, yeah. MVPs, defensive player of the year, and now finals MVP. So, mm-hmm. Now he's a champion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, I mean, he, he's being rewarded because, yeah, he is just right now better than everybody else. Yeah, right he now. is. Yeah, he's just on another level. Like I said, he dropped 50 points last night. He's just on a different level right now. Yeah. So, like I say, he. You can't punish people for being better. They should always be rewarded for being better. They really should. They really should. I mean, like right now, Shohei's got. Now I got. I took my notes here. He has thirty-three. I think he hit one the other night. So I think he's at thirty-four home runs right now. And with and then on the mound, he's got a three-point-four-nine ERA. That's 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 amazing. Yeah. That's unbelievable. unbelievable. Did say how many strikeouts he has? Uh, doesn't list the amount of strikeouts. I can look that up, but I, like I said, we haven't seen anything like this in our lifetime. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just crazy what this guy is doing right now. I say he he should be rewarded for his greatness. He should be absolutely, absolutely. Let's see, can I pull up his strikeouts here? Let me see. See. Yeah, he is at 34 home runs. I thought he had hit one the other night. He's batting 274, which is really good. Let me see. Pitching. Yeah, let me put. Because he's, he's not. Because I don't think he's pitching like every fifth day. They're like kind of throwing him out there kind of sporadically. He's not like my most pitchers, they don't pitch every fifth day. Mm-hmm. So he's not. Doing doing that. Let me see how many strike. Let's how many strikeouts he has. Wait a minute. At ninety five. He said ninety five. Ninety five strikeouts. 
All right, so yeah, okay, so definitely, yeah, he mm-hmm. he should be, yes, he should be in the in the running for Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, most definitely. But um, any other thoughts on the MVP race on the league? Any other thoughts? No, I, I just I don't know. I might have to look it up to see, but I don't think in my lifetime that the potential winners of each side at the same time have been this strong. No. I mean, like I said, this like I said, it's it's a really it's a really hard choice. Because sometimes it's obvious. It's obvious who the Cy Young is in each league. It's obvious who the MVP is. Sometimes you might have a close race, but usually it's 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 pretty obvious one way or the other who's gonna win these awards. But this is probably as close as I've seen it in a long time, possibly ever. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. All right, a couple more things before we wrap up here. Um, we got some history last night during the O's versus uh, Rays game. Uh, you had an all-women's broadcast team calling the games for the first time in MLB history. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Mil- uh, Milani Newman, Alana Rizzo, uh, Sarah Langs, Heidi um, Watman, and Lauren Gardner all a part of the broadcast team uh, yesterday. And Milani and Sarah, they were doing the play-by-play, play-by-play calling the games. But um, how do you feel about that? I think that's pretty, I that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it is. Shoot, I mean, hey, maybe we get a league of our, our own again? I, hey. I don't know. Never know. Never know. But, but yeah, but that, yeah, that is, that's awesome, though. I mean, I mean, who would have thought in this sports history that you'd have all, you know, all-woman broadcasting? Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't get to see the whole game. I kind of caught the tail end of it, and they were they were doing a pretty good job. I I enjoyed this to them. I said, okay, y'all y'all doing y'all thing. I'm I'm proud of this. I hope hopefully like I said, this is the first time, but hopefully it won't be the last time we see something like this. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like I said, stuff like that. Like I said, representation in all different ways is always a good thing in sports. All right, so as we wrap up things here this evening, let's go over the current standings for the American League and the National League. Uh, starts up first with the American League East. We got the Red Sox doing on top of the division at 58 and 38, the Rays at 57 and 39, Yankees 49 and 44, Blue Jays 48 and 44, and the Orioles are 31 and 64. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I do know that the Red Sox got swept against the Yankees mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in their series or whatnot, and that's how this whole how the Rays have gotten a little close because now they have game back. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's going to be kind of like a back and forth between those two. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if the the Yankees can. You know, go on like this, like a string run or something, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. work their way back up. But as of right now, I, I see it still being a two-team, you know, race with the Red Sox and the um and the Rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna come down to one of those two teams. Like I said, the Yankees could make a run, but I I really don't see it. I just see like it's like it's gonna be Red Sox or Rays ultimately take one of those two teams taking this division. I feel. And over to the AL Central, you have the White Sox 
on top at 58-37, followed by the Indians at 47-45, Tigers 46-51, Twins 40-55, and, and the Royals at 39-55. and 55. Thoughts on the Central? Well, I mean, with this, now correct me if I'm wrong, a few weeks back when we, when we did this, um, the Indians were actually a little closer. I believe so, they were. They were a little closer than what they are right now. They yeah, were. They, they've slipped, and right now it looks like the White Sox are kind of getting a hold on this division. So. Mm-hmm. In the last ten games, the White Sox are eight and two, and the Indians are five and five. So they definitely kind of slipped from the last time we yeah. uh, checked the standings. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the White Sox are taking taking this division. Looks like it's theirs for the taking right now. On the west side, AL West, you got the Astros on top of 58 and 38, followed by the Athletics at 55 and 42, Mariners 51 and 45, Angels 46 and 48, and then the Rangers are 35 and 61. Thoughts on the West? Uh, it's, it's looking like the Athletics might be rounding in the shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the, the cheating rolls, um, <laughs> like they they uh, they slipped. I mean, they they five and five in their last ten games, so mm-hmm. they they they've kind of slipped a little bit. And ironically enough, both teams are are really good at home. So, and you know, as we get down to the second half of the season, going down to the stretch, you know, all those games start to count. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the athletics might, you know, kind of might come, like creep back and take this division. Mm-hmm. That, that wouldn't shock me at all. That would not shock me one bit. Now over to the National League side on the NL East. You have the Mets on top at 50 and 43, followed by the Phillies at 47 and 46. Then Braves at 46 and 48, Nationals 45 and 49, and the Marlins at 40 and 55. Thoughts on this division? Damn Marlins. But, um, <laughs> um, you know what? I don't know. The, the Mets, I don't know. They, they might need, they might need uh, Bobby Valentine to, to pop back up and give them some give them some pep talks or something because they playing 500 balls. Like, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what was the last time the Mets were, you know, in the lead of this was what, 2000? You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Subway Series. You know, mm-hmm. that's the last time they was, you know, the top of the division. So you would think that, that they would try. Maybe, who knows? Maybe, I mean, we're coming after the All-Star break and everything. Maybe they just need to kind of get back into a groove or something. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. And over to the NL Central. You got the Brewers on top at 56 and 41, followed by the Reds at 49 and 47, Cardinals 47 and 48, Cubs 47 and 48, and the Pirates at 36 and 60. Ouch. (laughs) So toss on the Central. I mean, I, I don't see anybody other than the Brewers winning, but the Brewers right now, I mean, again, another team that's playing 500 ball in these last 10 games. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. 
Like I said, this is their this is their division for the taking. I mean, the Reds could creep up, but I I, I don't see this. This is the Brewers' division right now. Yeah, and ironically enough, the the Brewers are actually better on the road than they are at home. So. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Interesting. So, hmm. yeah, but I, yeah, I, I don't. Like I said, this division has always been weird to me. It is. It's been very weird. I mean, for a while, they, they had the Cardinals on top and the Cubs. They had their little run there. And it's been always been kind of up and down. We are kind of inconsistent. But like I said, the Brewers seem like they've been pretty much running this division the past few years. Yeah, exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Now over to the NL West. You got the Giants on top at 59-35, and 35, Dodgers 59-37. and 37. Uh, Padres at 56 and 42, Rockies 42 and 54, and then the Diamondbacks at 30 and 68. Also in this division. Um, I don't think we should sleep on the Padres. No. Um, Mm-mm. Or whatnot. And it doesn't hurt that the Giants and the Dodgers are both six and four in their last 10 games. Mm-hmm. So let's say who knows the Padres they could make a run, but it, it's gonna. I, I think this division is gonna come down to the end of the season, very mm-hmm. end of the season. Mm-hmm. I think so too, and it wouldn't shock me if the Padres ended up on top of that. That would not shock me at all. I mean, the Giants are dominant, the, the Dodgers have been dominant in that division, but it would not shock me. If the Padres ultimately came up and went on a run and kind of took that division, but it's it's gonna it's gonna come down to the probably the, that last week of the season. It's gonna be those three teams battling it out. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. And just some of the current games that took place today: you had the Orioles; they lost to the Rays five to four. Padres beat the Braves three to two. Mets shut out the Reds seven nothing. Royals beat the Brewers six to three. Rockies beat the Mariners six to three. Diamondbacks beat the Pirates six to four. Look, I think it's in the rain delay. Uh, Padres and Braves is five four right now. Uh, Marlins beat the Nats three to one. Top of the eighth, uh, Yankees and Phillies are all tied up at five. Red Sox beat the Blue Jays seven to four. Tigers beat the Rangers four to two. Top of the seventh, Indians and Astros. Indians are up five to four. Middle of the seventh, you got the Twins up against the White Sox six to one. Uh, one nothing Cubs over the Cardinals. Bottom of the seventh, and at the let's see end of the first, uh, Giants and Dodgers they're all tied up at one. Um, any thoughts on those scores? Anything? Mm, no, not really. Um. Because, like I said, I, I feel like we're still in the right after All Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think next week, yeah. yeah, I think next week is going to be like okay. Now we're back into the groove of the regular season, and I think that's when teams' true identities will start to shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you come off that All Star break, and you know people that played in the All Star game kind of getting that groove back, and the other teams that were part of the All Star game kind of getting back in the swing after that little bit, you know, that rest period and everything. So yeah, they kind of they're getting the getting the kinks out, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's all on my end. You got anything else? That's all from me. No, that's that's pretty much it. Another great show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Anything you like to plug before we get up out of here? Uh, yes. Um, so over on Movie Talk, I'm still doing a uh, Wild July. Um, as of this recording, um, I will have <clears throat> uploaded uh, episode two thirteen as I was joined by first time guest on the show, uh, Chanel uh, Ch- from the Baby Bay podcast where she she actually uh, reviewed um flavor of love season one <laughs> so mm. we get a chance to check that out um but yeah i had on and, and we reviewed um the classic horror movie of the shining with jack nicholson being a menace of whatnot so that, that that's a great episode uh because i when i listen back to it and because I think we talked about that movie in a way that most other podcasts that have probably covered it have not really talked about it um, and everything. So I'm, I'm actually really proud of that episode, too. Um, so that'll be up. And then I'll be finishing up the month of July with the uh, Natural Born Killers. And then I'll be going into August. Going to be uh, talking about some Nick Cage movies. But... Yeah, but it's not going to be the crazy stuff that people might naturally think when, you know, you say Nicolas Cage. So, I mean, there's one crazy movie, Bringing Out the Dead. But other than that, it's going to be him actually acting, acting, as people say, you know, or whatnot. So, yeah, that's that's what I got going on with Movie Talk. Awesome, awesome. Sounds good. And as far as I'm concerned, you can follow me on Twitter at MoneymakerChris, as well as Instagram, DC Sports Fan 23 You can follow my original page. I changed up the name at TheMoneyMaker315. You can follow that page. I reply either way. Uh, check out my website, thecashinexperience.com. Everything is up on there. Blog, products, you name it. It's up on the website. Includes including the last article I did, the history of the Intercontinental Championship for all my wrestling fans out there. Definitely check that out. And that is all for me. Um, any last words to close out this episode, 44? Um, Reggie Jackson didn't do it. <laughs> and that's just a teaser for the next episode. The next episode, yes, yes. That is a little bit of a teaser. <laughs> We'll be talking about it in the next episode. But um, you guys take care. Uh, be safe as always. And we will see you in two weeks. Uh, peace out. Peace.